Grizzly Bear. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the DGen 4x4 podcast. My name is Ian. My name is Sean. My name is Gary. <laughs> My name is Aaron. <laughs> okay, and right off the bat, Aaron has a question for us. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna do some obviously moral dilemma questions, you know. Shut you. Ooh. We're gonna we're gonna hit up. We're gonna do the the classic trolley problem. Okay? All right. Yeah. But okay, so if you guys, for those who don't know the trolley problem, Sean. I Sorry, keep going, keep going. I actually do not know. Oh, I was joking. Okay, so <laughs> wait, for real, <laughs> we actually, actually don't, don't know. know. We actually don't know. <laughs> Stop looking. Look but at Sean, you're a thinker, so like. Yeah, you're a thinker. Okay. No, this will be. Yeah, but on, on the MBTI, I am a thinker. You're right. I'm part of the Thinkers Club. Sean does as much thinking as okay, my shoes. We'll shoe. this later about <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so there's there's two parts of this. We'll do part one, okay? So there's a trolley or a train going down the tracks, and there are five people working on the track. There are five workers. Five workers working on the track that's going straight. But you can turn a lever so that the train goes to a different path, but there's only one person working on that part of the track. What mm -hmm. do you do? Wait, mm -hmm. so you'd rather kill five people or one, pe one person? Yeah, so essentially the choices are do nothing and kill five people, <coughs> or do something and kill them. Oh shit, because then you're technically, kind, you're technically kind of involved in the... Wow. Mm -hmm. That is the dilemma. Wow, Aaron, that's a moral dilemma. Thank you! Okay. Remember this guy said thank you. When you, when you, read, when you read the no trolley problem. <laughs> this is a famous problem. I mean, that, that's hard. Hmm. I think for me, honestly, I would not do anything. Just because, like, you... I don't even know. Because if you don't do anything, right, it's like... I'm just going to pretend I didn't see the lever. <laughs> <laughs> but like if you switch it knowingly it's kind of like would I rather have the burden of knowing that five people died because I didn't do anything or someone that wasn't going to die died because I chose for them to die right it's kind of like I don't think I could live with myself if I literally chose for someone to die it's kind of like it's just you're just killing them right but so those five workers they just it was, it, was, I mean, it was nice knowing them while it lasted. Oh, wait, you guys are taking this question a little too fast. You know, you guys wait. are making these decisions a little too fast. Wait, are you being serious? I mean... Wait, what would you do? <laughs> wait, Tama, I think there's a general consensus between me and Ian, me and Ian at lever. least. Huh? Turn the lever. You're gonna turn the lever and kill that one person. Well, it depends on who's on the list. I'm kidding. It's a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. Wait, it's a joke. It's that's, a joke. That's not a joke. I, I think that's pretty true. Sean! <laughs> oh my oh, god! god. Oh, no, hey, calm down. I'm sorry. I think for me, I would definitely pull the lever. Mm. One over five. Okay, logic is sound. Yeah, you're very. Oh, this is this is true. This is a true thinker right here. I'm starting to think Aaron's more of a thinker than a feeler. Oh, but my yeah, in, no. my MBTI, you know that I. <laughs> no way, Aaron's doing the finger thing. I I N F what? I N F P. Yeah, he's I N F P for sure. Wait for real? No, I'm actually I. Do you remember, Gary? We're literally the opposite except for the I. I know. <laughs> I'm so confused. I'm actually so confused. <laughs> oh! No, I, I'm, I, I'm, I, I, I thought you said... Okay, okay. I thought well, you guys... Okay, cool. I'm INTP. I'm ISFJ. So we're literally... Oh, yeah. All yeah. We're all opposite except for the I. Wow. Wow. Which is kind of cool when you brought it up. Yeah. Like, oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. Wow. I'm ENFJ. And then well, Sean is... ENTP. But technically... Before well, I was ESFJ. Well, well, uh, he actually misspoke. He's an ENFP. No, I'm you said TP like toilet paper. Yeah, TP. Oh. I I'm a thinker. I'm part of the thinkers club. You do thinking, all right. Yeah. And thinking, <laughs> thinking about the scenario, I'm not gonna pull the lever. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Wait, Gary, like, what would what'd you do? I think I would actually. Pull the lever as mm. Wait, well. why though? Ooh. We got the E's on this side. Yeah, the yeah. way we're sitting right now, we have Gary and I on sitting on one side. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think the statistics back it up. Yeah. But then, wait, have you guys heard of the variation though? Yeah. So. Oh. So the variation is okay. So remove the the other track, right? Then the the lever thing. Yeah. Let's say <laughs> there's a there's a fat guy 
Whoa. standing. Oh, you're, so you're there's a big guy. So you're on a, yeah, there's a big guy. <laughs> that, uh, oh and you're on a bridge, right? So mm. you can push the guy onto the tracks, and he'll stop the train, or you can do Did nothing. You, wait, would he die? He would die. Yes, he will die. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> what this guy. Why are you? No, I mean like. It's weird. Would you expect one big human to stop a train? No. But hypothetically, <laughs> I mean, let's say yeah, that's just. No, but hypothetical. also hypothetically, would you even know that he would for sure stop it, right? No, okay, no, but this is well in, in this scenario. Got yeah, it, got you, it. Know you would one hundred percent stop the train, but you also know that he will. Die. Oh wait, so you you rather throw the fat person in, right, and he gets killed, or the five people get killed? Five, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I would wait, not. It's, it's literally the same thing as like choosing the lever, is it not? Like well, for you guys, it probably wouldn't make a difference, but for us, it may. Yeah. For Aaron and I, it may. Why? Uh, because fat or something? No. Because pulling the lever is a lot more. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. It's a like, lot more like in person. No, I could see why for you guys, yeah, it would make you have a to difference. Push the fat guy in? It, that's that's the point. Yeah. Pulling would a lever you deliberately, pat, deliberately push someone, someone down? Yes. Oh. So Aaron, would you? Like, would you does, oh, I guess. Oh yeah. Think, this this guy's a thinker, by the way. Gary Chill. Oh my god, that's crazy. Okay, Wait, I, get so, it now, I get it now, I get it now. Like, I totally understand your point of view, as in, with a lever, there's an obvious choice to be made, right? But with someone that when you be pushed, right, it's kind of mm. like, that's not, that's not really, should even be an option, kind of. Is that how you guys see it? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like forcefully, like, like uh-huh. I don't know, like. I think the, it's like, you're in action, is like with it's an action within itself, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like in both cases, where if you don't push the guy, right, you're in action, technically, kill those five people. Mm-hmm. But obviously, if you do the action, it's also still very personal because you pushed a guy mm-hmm. himself. It's wow. like the uh, it's like the first variation, but this one's literally you're directly killing someone. Yeah. Meanwhile, the other one is you know you're switching the track and then yeah. Because it's because like the first variation, it's not. Technically, you killing them in a sense, right? Because yeah. it's, it's yeah, like it's Thomas killing the one person. Yeah, but this is like you're straight up the cause. <laughs> there you go. You're straight up the cause. <laughs> there you Wait, so technically, so technically, the variation is meaning meaningful for you two, right? So like you guys. However, know. there is a third variation. What? The Wait, one. really? It's it's like minor on the the, the it's more of a variation on the first one. It's just I mean for you guys, what, what's the what's the Consensus. answer for pushing the, pushing the guy? Oh, I definitely would not push the guy. I mean, yeah. I, I wouldn't push the guy. I can't even pull a lever, so I, it's gonna be subconscious yeah. in my mind for the okay, rest of my now, life. Now this is for Gary. That's what would you push the guy? I probably would not. I mean, what? I'm going with like the majority of people because I'm pretty sure like, uh, for the first variation or the first the original problem, like, the majority of people would actually uh, pull the lever. But then for the second variation, I think majority of people would not. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Aaron? I would be very hesitant. I don't think I would. I would push the guy either. Mm-hmm. Like even, it's just like. Well, it's like you're literally. It's human to human, right? So yeah. it's like, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. So you know, we gave our answers on this second variation. The third yeah. variation is just a uh, a cross, a switch swap for situation one. So. Oh wait, no. I guess it's technically not, but it's a, uh, so let's say it's it's one in five, right? So the train is gonna get hit the one person and then the lever turns to five, right? But you know the one person. Mm. And we're gonna oh. assume it's like someone kind of important. So it could be family member, a friend, a, your lover, you know, your wife, your spouse, your significant other. My dog. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's, that's the other situation now, right? It's gonna hit the one person if you don't do anything. And this is a lever, right? So this is a lever, but you know the one person. What would you do then? I would flip the lever. <laughs> flip the lever to the majority? Yeah. I would flip the lever and suffer the consequences. Shoot. That's a lot of guilt, you just... Dang. Wait, this is a- no, because in, in that scenario, it's kind of like, I'm just, let's, let's picture it's my twin brother. There is no universe where I do not do what I can to save him, even if it hurts other people. Yeah. Mm. Or especially when it's this black and white, right? Like, it's literally a train hitting someone. It's not 
more complicated, right? It's like, yeah, I would totally flip the lever. Mm-hmm. Huh. That's so hard. No, actually, this is why the variation's there. I never heard of this, but yeah. Well, I actually agree with him. I'll flip the, yeah. You flip the lever? I'll flip the lever. If uh, was- yeah, well, also for me, it's like, this is just like, or for personal, it's like, if it was my twin brother and I witnessed him get run over by a train, right. I think I wouldn't want to be alive anymore anyway. So, because you could have done something about it as well. Yeah, that, yeah, I wasn't even you thinking could, about that yeah, part too. You yeah, could have done something about mm-hmm. it. Yeah, but it comes to the point where like, the action that you did yeah. killed those people. At as the well. expense of five other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who also have to deal with the same guilt that mm-hmm. you would have to. Mm-hmm. And it's not even like there's also like honestly like many variations on this, but these are like we're assuming that they're still workers, right? So. There's like some variations where it's like, oh, they could rage from good to bad. Oh shoot, wait, this is like workers. This is the classic um like superhero plot, right? Where it's the supervillain is willing to end the universe to save their one loved one or whatever. Right? And they're choosing to save their one loved one. Oh, okay. Little side tangent on this. Uh have you seen like those quotes about like the superhero villain where it's like the superhero will sacrifice you for the world? But the villain will sacrifice the world for you. And uh-huh. I was like, "Oh my yeah. gosh, that is that's such a good quote." I was mm-hmm. like, "That actually embodies like all superhero and villains." I was like, "But how could you be mad at the villain?" Yeah, it's like the villain's actually bad. more relatable in many yeah. ways. Yeah. Okay, back to the question. Tom, what would you do? Easy answer: flip the lever. Flip the lever. Yeah. Here. <laughs> so hard. I think. I think actually I would not flip the lever. Whoa! Whoa. I was e- expecting Gary any, to flip the lever. With any person that you know. Even your like parents. Yeah, l- let's assume this is... Maybe it's your daughter one day. Whoa. <laughs> or your wife. Jeez. I mean, I would just feel guilty either way. Like, mm-hmm. but... But what would weigh more on your conscience, essentially? I mean, I don't... I don't think I could do it. Just... Just for a person I I know is like very it's so tough, but like me, in the yeah me uh-huh. deliberately like changing that yeah. is hard. So I think I'm gonna say the same answer as Gary. Whoa, Not specifically, what the but my thought process is okay. This is clearly someone I love, right? So I'm gonna actually take the brunt of the pain to see them die. But knowing that these five workers, they could have literally the same mm-hmm. exact circumstances. They have friends, they have families. They, yeah, that's what I thought they too. They have significant yeah. others, right? Mm-hmm. So like, that's just way more people mm-hmm. that are being affected versus... Yeah, you don't know them, but people. someone knows them. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So like, also like, pulling the lever that just also adds another layer. Like, I had to deliberately be like, bye to those five people and everyone that it affects. Where the way I see it... Or the way I'm answering the question is I'm not answering the question for what I think is right. I'm answering the question for what I would do. Yeah, because yeah. there's there's no right. Yeah. There's no there's no right answer there in is. this. Uh, I feel like Loki. There is a right answer. I think the right answer is to not flip the lever. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, but like there's always. No, okay, but that's that's like um, like statistics and like probability or not probability like just just pure, numbers. Like, yeah. yeah. Just pure yeah. numbers, right? But then yeah. people. Or it's also like okay, wait, this sounds bad, right? But it's also like. What you said earlier about how the person taking the brunt of the pain would be the person witnessing it, it's kind of like, well, yeah, I mean, like, if I was in general chemistry still, and I was on that train track, <laughs> and Gary had the choice to flip the lever or not, maybe I'd tell him to not flip it. <laughs> <laughs> He's flabbergasted. <laughs> Dude, he's absolutely shell-shocked right now. <laughs> For context, guys, Ian actually aced general chemistry, correct? That's right. Correct. He got a 100 out of 100. Okay, 99, calm down. Oh, oh my oh, bad. Yeah. yeah so what a humble king we have. Respectfully. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what is the other one? Okay, apparently Aaron had another banger okay. moral dilemma question. So, supposedly this is also another famous uh, moral dilemma uh, situation. So, I actually, I've never, personally, I've never heard of this before, but mm-hmm. we read it out, Gary and I, and, and absolute banger. Okay. <laughs> okay, so you 
your baby and the entire <clears throat> townspeople are being chased by this band of bad people who will kill you, everyone, if they find you. So you guys go to, you guys go to a secret place, you're silently waiting for the bad guys to pass, right? Uh -huh. However, you know that your baby will cough and alert the bad people. And obviously, they'll find you and they'll kill you, right? Oh my god. So, you have two choices. Kill your baby what? and save the entire town. Mm -hmm. Or let your baby cough and get caught by the bandits. Wait, wouldn't you die either way? Wouldn't everyone die either way? No, no. You, no. you kill your baby oh, to save the town. Oh. Yeah. And I'll, oh, I'll give you another variation on this as well. Okay. <sighs> Okay, well, this is not what the answer is, but I would take my baby and I would run away from everyone else with the baby. Okay, but that's not the hypothetical. I know, okay. I know, I know. But that's the ideal choice I think I would make. And then... Okay. Like, this is pretty good, right? Okay, this sounds bad, right? But I'm going to quote the Avengers here. I think it's Captain America. Uh, we don't trade lives, so that baby coughing with the rest of us, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Hey, what? <laughs> <laughs> what an interesting way to put it. Hey, hey, when a baby crashes on an airplane, what can you do? Not kill it. <laughs> hey, that's different. It's not going to cause the plane to fall down on, you never know. into you the ground. <laughs> yeah, Sean's on the same wavelength. Like, so your, your answer is you would let it cough. Let them cough? <laughs> you heard it. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm, just, I'm a little flabbergasted by that. Out. No, but honestly, I think I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to kill my kid. I wouldn't be able to kill my own kid. No. Yeah. Okay. okay. I mean, again, I'll ask the variation later because this it digs into the brain. Right. Aaron's going to be like, what if your kid has COVID? And he, they're about to give it to everyone. <laughs> That's not the variation, but... Sean, what would you do? Oh, I'll let the baby call, 100%. <laughs> I don't think there'll be. Wait, a, you guys are coming to these conclusions a little no, too fast. No, I think say. Hey, but in these scenarios, you wouldn't have a lot of time to make these. Okay, no, but this is like hypothetically, right? Look, imagine, no, we're saying this right now that we don't, we don't even have kids. Actually, that's true. I feel like, yeah, right. We're just, we're just imagining how much we would care for our child right yeah. now. But from everything I've heard from parents, is that they would do anything for their child. Anything, anything, anything. anything. They would definitely not try to. Well, literally kill their child. Okay, exactly. No, okay, but like the thing is. Okay, how big the town are we talking? <laughs> <laughs> like twenty people. What's the what's the population size of uh, Frisco? Oh, that's like a big town, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. That's what we call uh, a city. Twenty thousand. Is that a lot in the town? Oh, okay, so twenty thousand people will die for your baby if your baby coughs. But twenty thousand is less than twenty-one thousand. So. Can you mean twenty thousand and one? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Wait, so... Okay, but the thing is, you guys use the argument, or not the argument, but you guys brought up like, oh, you you guys don't have children of your own yet. But even then, How would, you sorry. would still know, like, because, because, again, this is like the knowledge that if they catch you, they're going to kill you. Let's just say they're like screaming that, right? They're like, if we catch you, we're literally going to kill you 100%. Bet. No, I'm kidding. Would you? That was a joke. But you would still know that your baby would die in the end. Mm -hmm. The baby's dying either way. Yeah. So like. Well, I just don't want the baby dying in my hands. You know. Mm -hmm. Like, if I kill my baby, I wouldn't live. Yeah, honestly, if we're in there with a whole town, the town person's probably gonna take the baby and kill it for me, yeah, exactly. even if I don't want them to. Oh, sorry. These are hypotheticals. <laughs> of course. Of course. We live together, we die together. You know what I'm saying, guys? We don't trade lives. Exactly. I never knew that. <laughs> Captain America said it. And also, I think Vision said it. Does he? I think. I'm all, yeah, he's I'm dead now, so like, you like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, Gary, what, what would you do? You had a, you had a lot mm, of time to... I mean, okay, originally I thought I would, let, or I would actually kill the baby. But then thinking about it now, like, the amount of guilt I would receive for the, like, for the rest of my life, thinking I deliberately killed a baby... In order to save myself, like at that point, I don't think it's like worth it anymore. So, yeah, just there's so much guilt that you to deal with, and like people were literally there to witness that too, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Like, but no, but we waived the the witness thing. 
Like, they're not going to turn you in. They're not going to, like, kill you. <laughs> okay, Ian. But Sorry, still. pulling up the Captain America. <laughs> I, just, I just pulled up a screenshot of Captain America saying Okay, it. well, let's just assume, like, those are, like, not factors. Right? I, I, I think I'll just let the baby cough still. Well, you wouldn't let the baby cough? No. What the? Dude, that's... Hey, future-wise, be careful, dog. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You do not care about your children like that. Think of... Again, it's literally like the first one. Those 20,000 people. Are you guys really that selfish, in a sense? Okay, that let's it, be honest. 20,000 people, someone else is going to make a noise. Okay. Okay, <laughs> 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 I'm going to say this. You have to, you have to dumb down the thinking. <laughs> Man. <laughs> but like, okay, this might sound really bad, but in a sense, you guys are like, it's like the inaction. Again, it's all. Is this it's, a variation? It's all of no, no, no. It's okay. not but this is like all about the inaction, right? Okay, so this. Wait, actually, this is not my inaction. This is my baby's action of coughing. It's on them. Okay, yeah, but you're inaction. Okay, I need to stop talking. <laughs> Ian is trying to find weight, like roundabouts, on this, so he can feel less guilty. About I'm gonna let my baby cough. My baby's gonna be like, "Oh, oh, sorry, dad," and I'm gonna be like, "It's okay. I'll help you live with the consequences." And then, I mean, you mean as a family, we will tackle those consequences together. <laughs> oh my God. W father. W father. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Sean. <laughs> but it's all about like the, the inaction. The inaction is an action within itself. Right? No? No, nope. I don't think it's about the action. You I just, just spoke some godly vocabulary that I cannot, like... Okay. He, he literally so, said nothing that was like... Inaction. So think about it like this. It's gonna, it's gonna cause situations within itself, right? Like, you not doing anything, right? We'll get the pounds people killed. You doing something, it'll kill your baby, right? These are both, like, you not doing anything is still doing something. That's like the principle. Oh, so me not doing anything about the baby coughing is me doing something. Yeah. It's you choosing to let you made the that choice. Cough. Yeah. It's like, so be it. You're not killing your baby is essentially saying, I choose for everyone to die. Yeah, I'm gonna, that's the action. My baby better cough. I'm going to turn around and start sharing the gospel. And then we all take in a trip. <laughs> hey, yo, Evie, baby. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> okay. Now, do you guys want to hear the variation? Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Scrap the townspeople. Oh. It's your family. Oh. Okay, so it's wait. Like friends why and family. was the family part of the first one too? No. Let's just say you, you don't really know any of these people, right? They're just you know like oh hey what's up neighbor yada yada yada. I imagine it was yada yada yada. <clears throat> wait, this is so weird. Why does it actually change things? Now, <clears throat> you know what? Let's just say it's. Seven, eight of your friends slash family. Okay, so and now it's your baby. Huh. Like immediate family, like mom, dad, or like extended the, the, family, like aunts, whoever the closest people are to you. I think. Oh, okay. Let's say it's a, like a mix of like okay. So it's, let's say it's not like super personal, right? Let's let's say it's like a it's a mix of oh. friends and family. So friends, like obviously okay. you know, not like super super personal, right? But then let's say that there's some of your family. Um, when you say friends, would Chun be there? <sighs> One, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> no, no Chun, because if you were there, I would definitely, I would save you, br brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> I, I think I just changed my answer. I don't know. Variations. Because for you guys, it's okay. Okay, well, this is for you guys. All right. What if it was just like extended family, like aunts and uncles? Wait, John, no. what? No. And like, because I'm feeling the vibe that. Wait, this is oddly getting specific. <laughs> no, no, this is these as like NPCs so, or something. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's you you interact with. So like, so like NPCs. mom and dad. Mm-hmm. Wow. Let's say it's half of your immediate family and half your of mom, your mom, your dad, your sister. Uh, oh. Okay. Sister? I know. I think I know my my family would not want to kill the baby. No, no. You. I know, no, no, but like, <laughs> it would it, it would make me feel better if hey, I nah, it's not the family, it's you, though. It would make me feel better though if my family was also on the like same page, you know? Okay. Yeah. The I friends would definitely be like, kill the baby. 
Okay, okay. Even in this thing. Sean, again? I mean, I th- okay, I think it's also because I've been imagining how the baby would be killed. And I've been thinking, I think I've been thinking of it way more gruesome than it actually needs to be. Let's say you have a pillow and you just suffocate it. Oh my gosh, that's way less oh gruesome than I'm... <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with Wait, that's way less gruesome than I imagined. No, wait, what? That's scary as hell. What are you, Sean, what do you think? You think I'm giving you like a knife or something? That's what I'm I thought. Either, I'm no. either, anything that you do is gruesome to me. Let's so. say there's a pillow. Night, night. That is literally how some assassinations go in hospitals. They, they suffocate yeah. them. Also, Hitman, you know the game? Yeah. They suffocate them in like the toilet. Sorry, off topic. Also, <laughs> so, okay. So, it's the same question, but is this time it, is NPC switched to family and friends? <laughs> okay. And I guess for Ian's sake, let's say you are in a different room with your baby so that it doesn't, like, Oh yeah. The witness, the witness this wasn't part work. of the original question, Aaron. <laughs> oh, I mean, if they want to witness it, you know, that it changes your mind. Okay, respectfully, this question hurts my brain too much. <laughs> that's why. That's what I'm saying. I, 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 I just want to hear y'all's answers first. Oh, Gary, you want to go first? Yeah, Gary, you go first. You know, Wait, me first? Yeah, yes, you first. Yes, Gary. Gary, you go first. Uh, I would do the same thing. I, I would not kill the baby. Whoa. Okay. Cause like, think about the amount of guilt that not only I have to face, but now like everyone has to face because they also know the baby personally as well mm. like at that point it's just like no no but no okay no but like yeah they'll like know that the, like the baby died but let's just assume like their feelings are totally out of the equation like they won't feel happy they won't feel sad they won't guilt you they won't shame you okay i'm gonna look at it strictly logically okay <laughs> oh. Let's yeah, say I have a kid, a okay? If I have a kid, what? That's what? Let's say 10 years from now, right? Yeah. Around 10 years. I'd be like 30, right? Uh, my family would also be older. You know what I mean? You know, closer to heaven. Oh, even even Kyle, right? <laughs> yeah, technically Kyle. He would also be older, correct? And I think the second I become a father, my main role is going to turn into protecting my kid, right? Or raising yeah. my kid or protecting my kid. So I wouldn't kill my kid. Because although I have a role in the rest of my family, I think my main role once I have a kid is... To protect the kid. Yeah. Just like your parents' role. To protect mm-hmm. you. The yeah. same thing. That's my answer. Yeah. My answer is actually the exact same. You know, as a good high school musical movie said, we're all in this together, right? So, <laughs> oh, even in death. Yeah, even in cool. death. Nah. So if, if the baby comes... It was nice knowing you all while it lasted, and the, yeah, it was just, it was just it's not nice knowing everyone. <laughs> the, everyone's gonna be like, Sean, kill the baby. And he's like, oh, it is. Sean's gonna be the cause of the death, not the baby. <laughs> well, actually, if we were in the scenario, I would start screaming, and they'd be like, what are you doing? And I'm like, eh, blame it on me. Blame it on me. Mm. Yeah. Wow. I, I think that was an easy answer, though. That was the easy answer? <laughs> okay, so now that we just finished our, you know, those moral questions that were so easy to freaking answer. Easy money. Uh, I think, we, okay, well, the last episode that we recorded was what? That was like early first semester. It's like a week ago. Yeah. No, oh, that, that, that's crazy. Yeah. Remember when we all promised each other that we will at least record four episodes this semester? Uh, the semester's not over. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Because we have, what, less than a month? We have, we have like three weeks. That includes break. We have a we have, we have break, and then we have final exams. That doesn't mean the semester ends. We can always meet up during winter break. Oh, true. Like, actually, remember, remember first season one? We went to summer. Oh, that's true. Like, that's crazy. Well, I don't know if I can, okay, that's crazy. Anyways. Uh, so, <laughs> the last episode that we uh, did recorded was, I think, we were just, like, talking about, like, how much, like, this year has changed from last year by a lot. And I think we all dove deep into it and explained our changes. Um, but now that we have gone through those changes for quite a while now, it's been, like, at least a, t- a month or two, have you, like, adjusted to those changes? Okay, let me, I'll give an example, right? For, for instance, uh... Ian, your birthday just happened very recently. Like a week ago? Like a, about a week ago, yeah. And last year, compared to this year, last year we had like a huge party. We had like 30 to 40 people, everyone from Epic, you know, 
Follow you Judy Peeps, Squirrel Day, Squirrel Day. Can, can you not? Go <laughs> respectfully. Okay, respectfully, can we not? But yeah, how like how has that changed from those 30 to 40 people now to your four to five high school friends and just being able to take a rest throughout that week? Okay, firstly, I would say that originally, okay, so when I, or what I told people was that I needed like a rest all weekend, but in reality, that wasn't like the actual reason. Um, for, I think I said this last episode, but like struggling with community this year, right? Mm -hmm. And that was definitely happening around my birthday. Mm. And even for pumpkin carving. So for some context, we had an epic pumpkin carving event like a week before my birthday. But that event was a good event, in my opinion. I think in terms of event standards, it went very well. But coming out of it, I had like a lot of mixed feelings about it. Cause I, I didn't, I was like, it was a good event, right? Why do, I, why do I not feel happy about it? And then after like a few days, I was like, I think I feel off because it feel or it felt like I hosted an event for a community I didn't belong to. That's what I felt like. And then going into my birthday, it was kind of like um, I wasn't sure if I wanted to spend my actually no I, I I was sure that I didn't want to spend my birthday with like in a scenario that I felt uncomfortable. Yeah. Right. So I decided like. Um, to keep my birthday super low key this year. And then, oh, Bridget actually like threw a surprise party and stuff. So that was like, that's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's that's what went down. But it was kind of like, also the, the League of Legends World Championships was on my birthday <laughs> and I didn't oh want to miss God. that. You know? <laughs> no, no, but uh, that was part of it, honestly. But, <laughs> 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 but like also though, like, um, I felt like this, the my birthday this year, it's like, I didn't want to just like pretend that I enjoyed something, like regardless of like how I felt about it. So yeah, going to my, my birthday, I felt like complicated, I guess. But that was um, two weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. But now my perspective has changed a lot since then. So one thing I realized is that um, turning 21, not only is was there like a big change, right, from like people graduating stuff, it's like I literally went from being a sophomore in Epic to being one of the oldest people in Epic because I'm one of the oldest juniors and there are barely mm -hmm. any seniors, right? So um, that's, I didn't realize it was that dramatic, right? Because, right, Aaron? I didn't, I didn't even think of it like that way. Yeah, because for the senior or the juniors, I think I'm like, the first, or maybe you know, one of the first that turned twenty-one. So literally, I think I'm one of the oldest. And then Sam Wong, I respect him a bunch. He's a home slice, and I see him as the same age as me, if not younger. <laughs> um, anyway, oh, Jesus, oh, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. A, he's a homie. I love Sam. Anyways, so I real that was a big realization, right? Because it was like, wait a second, things are supposed to be different. You know what I mean? Not only are dynamics a little different, but like they're completely different they're very very different so I was like my role as an upperclassman not only an upperclassman right but like I'm at an age now where there's not really much people older than me to like pour into me which is okay it's the natural flow of things but also epic staff does a really great job doing that but it's like my role now is to give back to the community that gave back a lot to me even if that means that at times I don't feel like I'm being supported as much but in knowing the circumstances I don't feel a need for that support, you know? And also, I realized that in reality, it doesn't take a lot to make me happy. Like, I've talked to a lot of my friends that like travel a lot or like do internships like in big cities and stuff. And they're like, Ian, how do you not travel? Like when I don't travel during a break, I feel like it's a waste of time. And I'm sitting here like, well, if I sat in my living room all day and I just drew on my iPad with my dogs by my side, that would <laughs> literally be the perfect day right mm. and i realized i've come to terms that that is okay to be e like to have low standards to be happy is not weird it's a blessing in some ways right so i realized that too and then it's also like counting all the blessings in my life it's like i have or there's bridget wonderful girlfriend 
and then I have a good group of friends outside of school. And even in Epic, there's a lot of people who care for me, right? Like you guys and all the upperclassmen and even underclassmen too that, you know I mean? Like just maybe don't express it in the way that I'm used to, right? Yeah. So it's like, there are absolutely no reasons for me to just like feel so negative about this. So it's kind of like, ever since I had that like perspective shift like two weeks ago, I felt like very happy, honestly. And then yesterday we had large group for Epic and honestly, I enjoyed that large group more than I think like any other large group I've ever been to. Whoa. And it's because I went into it already having a surplus of like happiness. I wasn't coming there to be happy. I wasn't coming there for Epic to make me feel happy because I was already happy. And coming to Epic, it was like, originally I was kind of like, oh, I don't need to depend on these people to make me happy. But it was like, that's not even how it played out. Because in large group, I just, and hanging out afterward, it just felt like I could actually act like myself because I didn't feel nervous about anything. I didn't feel burdened by anything. And I also could just focus on helping other people have a good time or just yeah. like talking to them. So um, that's the latest of me. Registered for classes too. Uh, haven't taken my math placement exam Jeez. for college, uh, but yeah. <laughs> okay, and Aaron, you're, you're that guy from last semester who like hibernated most of the time and kind of like sheltered yourself in your house but then it kind of transitioned into now that you're a core team leader for large group, you kind of have to have to show up every single week into every single event, into every single epic thing that exi exists in the world. Um, how has that adjustment to you? Because I know you're a pretty big introvert as well. He's a recluse. A recluse. I think <laughs> actually, I did describe myself as a recluse like one episode, right? Like yeah, I did. Oh, yeah, when I say you're a recluse, I'm quoting you. Yeah. Oh, okay. Hmm, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I mean, as a as an epic, let's just get this out of the way. As like an epic leader, I actually like do enjoy coming out to things. Of course, like it could be a little tiring because it's like oh I have to always be there. You know, it's like oh and if I don't, you know, like maybe I have like a bad rep, I guess, from like the members. I'm sure they don't see it that way, but I will say that it is. I'm more concerned about just like time wise because last year. I use like my hibernation time as essentially a way to like for me to recharge. Mm -hmm. But I feel like looking at like all my classes and all the other responsibilities I have, I just don't have a lot of downtime anymore to like recharge on my own. Cause I'm always like, oh, I have, okay. So I have like three team projects I have to I have for this semester. So like there's always technically something that can be done and always involves other people as well. So I legit just, I don't have time to like recharge. And obviously like Epic is great, but you know, as an introvert, as someone that human interaction kind of tires me out, I definitely have to like think about it. Like, oh, am I gonna be able to be like present at at like the event or at like a large group, yada, yada, yada. Even if it's just like something chill, I'm like, man, I'm so tired. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm not gonna like say anything. I'm just literally just gonna be sitting slash standing there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but <laughs> but like another concern, I guess. I think what I said was uh, like the last episode what you were referring to. I think I said I was also having like a time crisis in a sense, or like age crisis. Yeah. That, like uh, I was like, oh man, I don't have much time left in college yada 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 like going to the workforce and it's essentially like that and when you when you brought up that like oh my gosh i feel so old brought up what when you were like uh like you being like technically one of the oldest oh yeah members of epic right now yeah yeah like technically i'll probably follow suit uh -huh. pretty soon yeah oh my gosh i'm already having back problems i'm already having knee problems hearing problems <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <Right>. Holy. <laughs> <laughs> oh Aaron, Aaron knows. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. The boomer tendencies are like still very prevalent. I hear one thing, it just goes out the other, and I actually just say, what? With my boomer glasses. <laughs> Your glasses are cute. Three-year-old three glasses, you know, prescription, very old. I would have never guessed they were three years old. Shit! <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, but, like, moving on, I would say that is definitely still something in the back of my mind. Mm -hmm. 
but I would say I, I like, kind of came to peace with it, you know, I feel like, like when school started, I was like, you know, this is just like the natural flow of things, you know, I'm going to have to eventually graduate from college one day and mm. eventually, you know, mm-hmm. start working one day, get a family, you know, yada, yada, yada. Uh-huh. But yeah, I think that is, you know, mainly what I've been going through uh, since we last spoke. But yeah. Mm. Okay. How about you, Gary? What's your thoughts from now and from the past? And like, how did you like, adjust to those changes? Hmm. I think. <laughs> Why is this guy smiling? Right. <laughs> I just, I like the way you asked the question. Shut up. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. <laughs> um, I don't know exactly what I said last time, but uh, I think something along the lines of like, uh, just having to adjust to being a leader now and like just having to adjust with like so many new people which like yeah. I'm not the most comfortable with that at all because change is quite hard for me and especially like uh, when, pe- when people like or I don't know if like people think this way but like uh, when they sort of have like expectations because you're a leader like that kind of like changes like so I guess subconsciously, like how you act and stuff like that, uh, you have to be more aware of that. And then also, that the aspect of like, cause I felt like I had like a lot of friends that were upperclassmen, um, but then they all left. So like me being essentially placed in like a new environment where I definitely know a lot less people and stuff like that. Um, I think at first it was like it was pretty hard because like. Um, just, yeah, having to deal with all that type of stuff with, like, like, me in the first place not, like, being the most outgoing person, um, as well as, like, me being, like, essentially an upper figure, I guess, for a lot of these people, like, I kind of found it hard to, like, interact with other people at first, but then, I think, but I realized that, like, that sort of stuff for me always takes time to like uh to happen i guess Mm. so but now i feel like i'm in a much better spot in terms of like um my relationships and stuff like that because i know i have like people like older figures um to like lean back on although there's not a lot um i luckily still have those people in my life and then also like i realize like as a leader it's like it's my time to pour into other people essentially as well and so like that transition has been quite tough but i feel like i'm learning a lot from it and yeah i feel feel like um it'll be a good growing experience for me Mm. oh for me it's a little different uh i think no i think i went into a similar mindset of like ian where the community i was kind of like questioning as well and like also I really missed the upperclassmen, like their advice, just them being there for me, pouring into me. Like it's been, it was a really hard process to get through. And I think I noticed that the most when I was coordinating IMs this year for IM Volleyball for Epic. Man, that was tough. <laughs> um, just like trying to adjust to everyone's like who they want to be on which team and also just like wanting to win all the time, even though everyone knows they're not gonna make it to the finals. Um, just like, <laughs> Just like those kind of expectations that I had to follow. I felt like I was very hard on myself. And usually I'm like kind of like a people pleaser kind of guy sometimes. So seeing people not pleased with their team or seeing people not satisfied with their situation, it drained me so much to the point where like for the first time in forever, like I actually was thinking about taking a break from Epic. But then every single time I say I want to take a break, I always tell Gary, I'm always like, Gary, you know what? I'm going to take a one week break, dog. You know, it's it's time to spend some time on myself. Two days later, I'm gone. I'm like, (laughs) I'm back on the field. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Man, my extroverted is just like, it hits different. Always playing with a broken leg. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I think throughout all the hard trials and all that hard processes of like dealing with people and just dealing with the downfalls of a community sometimes, there's so much positives that come out of it that I think the positives that come out of it, you cannot like, it cannot compare to the negatives. 
Like just seeing mm. two days ago when I saw all four teams playing against each other and seeing everyone like laughing and smiling, even even though like half of the team half of the teams had players that are like free agents. No, I didn't know who half of them <laughs> half of them are. Like I, I'm pretty sure I made the teams like that, but <laughs> but just seeing everyone so happy and having fun and like seeing them happy when they lose or win, I think that was so good. And like whenever mm -hmm. I do like worship team, just seeing the people every single week, it's just so nice and being able to like. And notice whenever someone's missing, it's like that that person's vibe is like, we miss that vibe, we miss that person, and we just miss their character in general, and just like everyone investing in each other, and pouring into each other is just something that I think outweighs every single negative that comes into community. So now I don't have any worries about the community in general. I think I was just overthinking it a lot. And one thing though I will say that I want to transition into right now is um, I think throughout this process, I think we talked about this last episode as well. Um, the friends that we had like last year, like your close friends last year, some of them I felt like I have naturally just faded away from because like whether it's time, time problems, like we are too busy or we're doing something. Like proximity. Yeah, proximity as well. Um, I feel like that was kind of hard to accept. And I remember my dad always telling me this, like time, your friends just, happen to come and go right but for me especially like back in the day back in like elementary middle school high school where my parents always fought all the time back in those times and so I always relied on my friends just going to my friend's house the same group of nine guys in Maryland there's always just hanging out with each other I didn't believe that at all and to be honest I still don't believe that and every single time I naturally fade with a person that don't hang out with them as much don't see them as much one-on-one -on -one it kind of hurts and I always think about it but at the same time sometimes I never do anything about it I'm just like dang this just sucks well yeah um, and I just wanted to know how you all felt about that because I feel like every one of us had some friendships that like naturally changed throughout this process of this year and I want to see how you guys felt about that so yeah Ian, you go first on that mm, I think one thing is I learned what, uh, to put it just really simple, like what quote unquote real friends are, as in, I fully believe that not everyone in your life is supposed to be a real friend, and that's okay, right? Mm. Sometimes people are supposed to be acquaintances, and expecting more from them is unfair to them. Um, and I think that's something that I had to, I guess, come to terms with this year, where it's like, don't be disappointed in this person, Ian, because they're not reciprocating as much as you want them to, because maybe that's just not, you know what I mean? That's just not in the cards for this friendship, right? So also the like with uh, proximity, proximity for me is, yeah, definitely a big thing where, although I don't want it to be a big, a big thing, yeah, it affects uh, my relationships with people. like. Uh, when I spend time apart from people, actually when I spent time apart from people, right, from last year to now, mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, it definitely made me feel more distant. I talked about it in episode one right, of this season, but also it's like, real friends, it's like when you're missing a day, that shouldn't affect your friendship. I knew coming to this year, like after episode one, I was like, man, I feel really tired or like I need to prioritize schoolwork right now so I won't go to large group, right? But it gave me a lot of ease knowing that the people that like I matter to, it won't affect our friendship that I'm not, I can't make it this week, right? Because it's not that frequent, it's not that like always frequency, right? And always proximity that carries our friendship. And if a friendship is carried by just proximity and frequency, then yeah, it's gonna be rough when those things aren't there anymore, right? And also I learned that with, I guess with college, okay, another thing I learned is college is so short. Like yeah, actually it it's so short. Mm -hmm. Like it's kind of crazy. But in that it's like you can't, or establishing friendships or depending on friendships that are time and location reliant is dangerous in my opinion. Yeah. Like, it's fine to have those as long as you don't like fully rely on them, I think, because 
even afterward, right, when we go to young adulthood, actually a better example is all of us have gone from high school to college, right? And it's like everyone to different degrees, right, uh, depended on their high school relationships going into college. And I, I bet it hurt for, or hurt for me, but I'm sure you guys too in some ways that like you had to lose those high school friends and move on to the next chapter, right? Naturally just college, right? But it's also like college is just as short as high school. You know, we're not gonna talk about grad school and stuff, but even <laughs> actually, even grad school though, it's like people have such different paths once undergrad ends, right? It's like you don't know who's gonna be around in grad school, right? So it's like it's like weird, because I think growing up, I knew I was like, do adults have friends, right? Or like, how do they make friends, right? And as we're getting closer to that, I don't know, stage in life, it's kind of becoming more clear to me, where it's like. Oh, I think like church and work, <laughs> essentially. That's actually like straight up how it is. Yeah. But it's also like, um, yeah, so friends phasing in and out, totally. And also like having an understanding that when, for me, having that understanding going or graduating or as years change, when people leave, they you might not feel as close to them, but they still mean a lot to you. Yeah, okay, yeah. I think for me... That's what I know. For example, I haven't talked to my homeboy David, Banana, uh, in a while. Yeah. But everything he has he did for me in college is I can't even express how like grateful I am for it, right? And I'm gonna be grateful for grateful for that for the rest of my life, right? No matter how much we talk. So um yeah. Mm -hmm. How about you, Eric? like your friends come and go talk <laughs> I mean I'm gonna I'm gonna put it how I see it it's just naturally you're gonna prioritize those that you see mm -hmm. on like just on a more frequent basis and I, I, I still do like agree with you and like how you said like if your friendship is just like defined by like how often you guys see each other then you know it's not like you know, like a true, true friendship that's supposed to like last. Mm -hmm. But I will say like, like friendships are supposed to be, I'm kind of, I'm kind of kind of half agreeing with your dad. I, I think they are gonna come and go mm -hmm. just because that's just like how things naturally in life are gonna pan out, Yeah. right? Like, let's say, one of your friends moved to like Asia, like that's that's just straight up like a whole new life. Like they're gonna have different priorities, different different friend groups as well, you know, and it's just yeah, you guys can still try to make that friendship work, but I think for most it's it's pretty hard for you to like continue that friendship mm. without that proximity because it, it really is just like a, like a natural instinct thing almost mm -hmm. that like proximity yeah it's it's I would say like even that's like even for like long distance relationships right mm -hmm. and obviously like relationships kind of a friendship in itself mm -hmm. but like you you really need to think about just how friendships are formed like if it's formed initially from like how often you guys meet it could be safe to assume that it will dissolve by the exact opposite, you know, obviously not seeing each other enough. So it's kind of, it's like a little pessimistic because it's kind of like saying, yeah, friends will come and go, but there are going to be friends that like last forever. Facts. And that will like be worth like essentially, I guess, like a hundred friendships at mm -hmm. some points. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Dang. That's deep. Here, how about you? I think for me it's just like well I guess I haven't for me personally I haven't experienced like what I feel like is like a super deep connection with someone um at least not from like high school and in the, in the past so like my perspective might be a little different but uh, I think uh like, I do agree with the sentiment that friends do come and go, and, but that's not to say, like, 
um, like I'm not putting, or we each didn't put enough effort. Like, you know, life happens, situations happen. But I think more so is like, my mindset's like, the people who have, or the friends that I've made, like, they will make an impact on my life so that, you know, I could do the same for others. It's like a wave, right? So, um, I mean, yeah, that's how I kind of see my friendships, I guess. Like, um, and I guess for me, I may not do the best job of like keeping up with friendships because like I'm not like the type of person to like initiate a lot of stuff. But uh, I do appreciate like I just try to appreciate the time that I have with my friends um, in the moment. Um, Cause, like, I guess statistically speaking, like, a lot of these people I'm probably not gonna talk to anymore. Um, maybe not intentionally, but maybe that's just how life plays out. So, yeah, I think just that's just my mindset. Like, making the most of the time we have together. Mm. Mm hmm. I understand. Well, for I don't know. Like, I don't know if it, it, like if you guys ever thought about this. But like, whenever we, yeah, whenever we, um, whenever I think about friendships, now, t today, I think this past week, I've been like, I don't know, all over the place because I'm, pr I'm gonna be pretty busy for the following weeks and with exams and stuff like that. And I don't know, just realizing that I might not be talking to my friends soon enough because I'm gonna be so busy and not seeing those people that I care about. Um, I, don't know, I just I don't know why I just randomly thought to myself like why am I seeking these friendships like why am I friends with these guys like why am I friends with you guys why am I friends with um Maryland people why am I friends with like epic people right and I, I kind of sat by myself and just like unraveled it like kind of like unlayered it and until I found that one word that like, kind of described why I like have these kind of friendships why I want friendships in general and relationships it can it can apply to anything whether it's friendships or a relationship with a girl or just like with your parents and stuff like that I think for me that one word is security whether it is I'm feel secure enough to express my day like day's troubles right? like how, what I'm going mm -hmm. through what I'm not going through like how much I'm struggling and I also feel secure that they're also someone that will be able to listen to me, that will be able to take me seriously. And if I don't see that kind of sense of security with my friends, it's not that I have anything against them because they have done so much in my life. I also tend to like naturally distance myself from the people who I don't feel like give me the security that like, maybe this is not a secure environment for me to talk about my issues with them. Maybe they're not, they don't feel secure with me to talk about their issues with me. Can they be vulnerable with me? Can I be vulnerable with them? Is there like that one word for y'all? I think this should be the last question of the podcast in general as well. But is there that one word for y'all that you guys think of when you think of like friendship? Like, why do I want this friendship? Specifically. It can be also applied to relationships. It also can apply to your family. It can apply to, yeah, just like interactions with people. But. Hmm. Right, this is a pretty good question. I thought about this for quite a while. Wait, one word to describe what? Like, how you feel inside. I, I think I think I should word this question differently. How you feel in your friendships? Like, like what makes you like enjoy your friendships so much? Like you like enjoy talking to those people. You trust those people. Okay, I got I got a take. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh boy. Mine would be. Story. Story. And the reason I would say that is that I've had a, I think I've had a pretty normal life, right? And I've had a lot of friends come and go out of my life. And like, whether that was on good terms or bad terms, right? It's, it's like a lot of people, right? Like actually, if you take all the friends I made in my life compared to how many I like interact with now, mm -hmm. then you could definitely say a ton of them have left, right? And the way I see it is, as in story, is that uh, think about a hero, or not a hero, because we're not all heroes. We're actually, we're not heroes, we're, 
we're just people. <laughs> but a person on a story, okay? Yeah. And it's from the beginning to the end of the story, right? And that's you. That's me, that's you, that's all of us, right? Yeah. And we, we all have our own goals. We all have our own things we want to achieve in life, right? So, but to get there, you're going to meet and make friends along the way, right? Mm-hmm. So you might be like, oh, well, if a movie was made about Ian's college life, right, the main cast might be so, so, and so, right? But it's like following college, right, it's like those people slash characters in this analogy, right, they might go separate ways. But it's like splitting off from your storyline does not mean it's a bad thing, right? A goodbye is not necessarily a bad thing. Right, you will continue on your life, and they will continue on yours, and you will each impact each other's life story um, through your experiences. And I think it makes me think of things more optimistically, right? Because it's like, although two characters, like imagine you're saying goodbye to your best friend as you guys both hit college, right? It's like, man, this is sad, right? But you guys had a really great friendship. Your friendship's not ending, right? But for the story, it's spicy that you guys are going to different college campuses. (laughs) (laughs) It's spicy. No, but you guys know what I mean, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what, that's my outside-of-the-box answer. (laughs) Mm, That was very out-of-the-box, I must say. (laughs) How about you two? You got anything? I mean, this is a pretty good question, I Mm -hmm. must say. Hey, I know. I'm that guy. I'm I'm that guy. Aaron's gonna be like monetary worth. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa! (laughs) He's not friends with me. That's crazy because I got no monetary worth right now, dog. I guess for me, it would be like. Oh my gosh! I actually like. I actually, in terms of words, just a singular word. Doesn't have to be singular, just just like maybe like two to three words, you know, like like a phrase. Yeah, yeah. like a general like general sense. Uh huh. <laughs> a general uh, motto, I guess. <laughs> I think it, for me it would just be like. I guess okay. This is might be a little too strong, but I would say like unconditional, like mm. trust in a sense. Mm. Like, shut. I'm oh, sorry. And continue. Sean's interrupting you, sorry. <laughs> it, it's kind of like, no matter what, knowing that you'll have a trust within each other, in like almost all stream. And I'm gonna assume this is for like, um, like a pretty deep friendship, right? Mm-hmm. So like having that trust that no matter what, whether like. I'm super happy, like, I just got a promotion, or like, I'm super down in the in the dumps. Like, no matter what, you're like, kind of always be there for me, and vice versa, right? Like, whenever something happens to you, like, I'll be happy for you. Yeah. And whenever something bad happens, I'll be there to lift you up. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to like also be known that it that this might not last forever either so that's like kind of that trust that even if we like do part ways that you trust that you have made like a significant impact on the other person's life and no matter what they're going to hold on to that as they move on into their own lives and my dad actually has like a motto because he also kind of believes like like friends come and go no matter what Mm. he says like all goodbyes can hurt, but it's up to you if it hurts you more than it already naturally does. Like, you need to define that goodbye, not as something sad that ends the friendship, but just another chapter in your life. Spicy, spicy plot twist. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. That, that hit different, dog. <laughs> How are you getting? Um, 
Wait, the question was like uh, one word to describe. Hey, he, this guy just used two, so you can use two if you want. Phrase, I guess. <laughs> like he used unconditional trust. I use story. I use security. Hmm, I think mine would be growth. Mm, oof. Um, oh my god. Because when I think about it, like, it's like, uh, like, what's the purpose behind my life? Like, why do? Why am I here? Like, uh, it's like, I guess for me, in my perspective, like, I want to be satisfied. And like, how do I be satisfied? Well, I think one of the biggest things for me is seeing myself grow in character and also like other people as well like seeing seeing direction in like um just like my personality or like uh, how i could impact other people like that's the reason why like like relationships are important for me um mm -hmm. just because like obviously like humans like we need other human interaction in order to like like mentally sustain ourselves mm -hmm. um for like majority of people so like um yeah i would say like uh just seeing satisfaction in myself equals me like seeing growth in my character so and then i would say like to go in with like what everyone has been saying and also to tie back to my story analogy because I thought about this when you guys were all talking. It's that, um, yeah, or okay, Eric, <laughs> got it, got it. Okay, so everyone is a character, right? Yeah. And sometimes people will just be minor characters in your life, and sometimes you'll just be minor characters in another person's life. But sometimes there's that opportunity for you to be a major character in their life, even if. It's not That's something you, you want to do. I'm that guy. You are that guy. <laughs> I'm him. Sean is the hero of my story. Amen, <laughs> brother. Anyways, but I also think it's important for, like, beyond friendships, being able to be happy just by yourself. Because who is the one person that will never leave you besides God? It is yourself. Right? Oh, you facts. Long yeah. camera. So that wraps up episode two of the 4x4 <laughs> four by, four by four podcast Ooh, season two. <laughs> um, we will see you guys for episode three, yeah. which will be happening in 2024. Yes. So, yeah. see you guys there. Happy Thanksgiving, y'all. Bye bye. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye bye. bye, -bye.